Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think I got a good one for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this. This is um, something that I I I I foresaw. This is something that God put in my heart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You may disagree. But have an open mind and open ears, okay? Because what I'm going to do is put a few pieces of the puzzle together to answer an age-old question. And, you know, my thing, my calling, which I recently found, recently came into, recently discovered, and, and God has given everyone a calling. Okay, we just have to get to that point in our lives where we know what it is. But he has assigned a task for all of us. And my task is to minister to the saved in what I call veteran Christians. Not babes in Christ, but veterans. Be it that you've been in, in in Christ for at least five years or more. And you should be to a point of knowledge, um, a certain growth in Christ. And I've seen too many Christians, and this is my mantra, too many Christians where we're acting like the world, where where we get worried like the world, we talk like the world, and that and that shouldn't be. That should not be. We should have an elevated sense, not so not so that we're high and mighty, but we should be working towards that 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 level of of spirituality that the Lord wants that the Lord wants to bring us to. And, like I said, that's my mantra. I just wanted to get that out there. But I want you all to go to, open your books, your Bibles, to um, Genesis. We're going to start in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Amen. Genesis 1 and 26. Genesis 1 and 26? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And remember, this is about renewing our minds. Okay. I'm going to open you up to a few things here. Genesis 1 and 26. <clears throat> All right? Yeah. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, in, in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, 
male and female. He created them. Okay, y'all got that? Mm -hmm. He created yeah. He created male and female. Mm -hmm. He created them. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. now it's important that you, you hold tight to that part. Yeah. Verse 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Key words right there also. Very key words. Be fruitful and multiply. Also key words, fill the earth and subdue it. Mm -hmm. Fill the earth and subdue it. Mm -hmm. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every excuse me, oh yeah, over every living thing that moves on the earth. In mm -hmm. 29. And God said, See. I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food also, to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every herb, excuse me, every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. Mm -hmm. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> I'd like to think that it doesn't stop right there for chapter 1, because we go into chapter 2, and it continues where it says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had done. Verse 3, Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had made, Create, excuse me, yeah, which God had created and made. This, in chapter, excuse me, in verse 4, it says, This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. To me, this is where, <clears throat> this is where chapter 1 ends. Because it says, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. Now, now, <laughs> now, check this out, check this out. Verse 5, okay, verse 5. Funny how it kind of segues into another, another section here, another area, another direction. Verse 5 says, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Hmm, why is that? <laughs> Think about that, why is that? See, when we read the Bible, we kind of like just run through it. Now we're going we're gonna to slow it down here. We're going we to think this through. 
Okay? Because really, you look at verse, you look at verse 4. It says, This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Then when we get to verse 5, I mean, just out of, boom, out of nowhere. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Mm -hmm. Now before then, didn't it say that um, he created male and female? Didn't it say that he told them to plant, um, fill the earth? Didn't it say that? Yeah. Right? Okay. It says that, but all of a sudden, now it says, there was no man to till the ground. Hmm. Hmm. See, <clears throat> now this is where my theory comes in. Like I said, this is me. Okay? This is, this is, this is on me. But this is where my theory comes in, and I'm using scripture for this theory. Okay? Now, in Ezekiel 28 and 15, sure. in Ezekiel 28 and 15, it says, <clears throat> it says, you were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, and I expelled you, guardian sheriff. Okay, what's the sheriff? An angel. From among the fiery stones, your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to earth. So I so I threw you to the earth. Say it again. So I threw you to the earth. Mm -hmm. so right out. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. And I'll stop there. Okay? So what happened here? This is the part where I'm piecing, I'm piecing the puzzle together here. This is, this is where the part where the devil got kicked out, where Satan, excuse me, Satan got kicked out. That's right. Okay? He got the high-mindedness and the hot head. And, and it also made me think about why God is so, uh, he, he, he can't stand um, pride, proudness. Yeah. See, because Satan had got so puffed up, so into himself. And this is what, and to use the term, it ticked God off. Okay? I'm just being real on that end. It ticked God off. How did, how did him get so proud and uppity and high and mighty when, you know, the Creator created him? But anyway, but anyway, this is a piece of the puzzle that, that fits in right there because um, I'll go on to verse 6. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground, and the Lord God formed man. See, now, here's that other part. 
and the, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now all of a sudden we're going into hmm, a, 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 another situation of man. Now, in, in, the, in, the, in chapter 1, he created male and female. Uh-huh. Now here, all of a sudden it says in verse 7 that the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the birth of life, and man became a living soul. Uh-huh. Here's the thing where a lot of scholars, ministers, lay people, you ask that question, why is it why is it um, almost kind of like explaining things again? But you have to notice, no one gives uh, a really profound answer to that. All they say is, well, it's just going into a greater detail. But think about it, though. If we're reading this and not just running through it and thinking about the situation, that's not so. And, you know, I purposely showed this scripture as an added consumption of some, something that, and I'm saying again, as I realized, again, that age-old question of why does the Bible, as scholars will say, repeat itself? And again, in verse 27 it says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. But in chapter 2, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of light, life, and man became a living soul. Uh-huh. Now, what I also wanted to add, that you think about the significance of, of um, God breathing into um, breathing, breathing, uh, breathing. I look. I put it this way: breathing himself into man. Mm, yeah. Okay. Think about that. Yeah. Think about mm-hmm. that. He breathed into him. You look at the first part, and I'm just going to come out and say it right now: the first set of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first set of people. It says he created them, mm. but here. It says he breathed into them. Uh-huh. And I'm getting excited here, so I'm just going to say this. See, when I'm probably jumping ahead of myself, but so be it. <laughs> <laughs> when Satan was cast down, remember, this, this first group of people were around. God had told them to fill the earth. But see, we ran through that part and really didn't think about it. But he told them to fill the earth. So when Satan was cast down, somewhere along the line, even though it's not, it's not mentioned, but somewhere along the line, he corrupted them. He corrupted them. Okay, so keep that in mind. Alright? He corrupted them. So that's why when it hits on chapter 2, in verse 7, I'm, I'm feeling where I'm thinking where God is saying, okay, I'm going to have to do a little reconstruction here. Okay? 
You know how you, you see the, 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 the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the triune? Yeah. Now you look at it this way. God is saying, okay, I pour myself into man, and to jump ahead a little bit, then when I make, it's just man, then when I make the woman, one man, I'm going to take a part of him. So therefore, the three of us are going to be connected. Okay? The three of us are going to be connected. So there's going to be a deeper relationship in this situation as opposed to in chapter 1. Do you, do you see what I'm saying here? There's going to be a deeper relationship. That's why he breathed into man as opposed to the first time he didn't do that. All to teach Satan a lesson. Okay? It's all to teach Satan a lesson. That this being right here that I created man, he's going to be closer to me than you are. Than you'll ever be. Because I poured myself into him whereas I just created you. Okay? I just, I, I just created you, but I poured myself into man. I breathed into him. Think about it. That's why he loves us so much. And, and not to, you know, to put down the, the, the sheriffs and angels and so forth, but we are special. We are special. So I'll continue on. Okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you another situation here. And like I said, the primary answers most pastors and scholars and even laypersons give is, is that, well, one verse gives more detail than the other. But here I'm showing you, showing you I beg to differ on that. And then I'm thinking, okay, we go further into this. In Genesis 4, 16, after Cain killed Abel, It says, Genesis 4, 16, Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Okay? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, hold on a second. See, see I, I got so much going, going through my, my head. <laughs> I had to, you know, put stuff down or else it will like, boom. <laughs> Miss it. But if you were if you were look if you were reading in Ezekiel, you know it starts off talking about the king of Tyre. Right. And what I found from um, from um, in Tony Evans' uh, Bible commentary, he explains that. Um, oh, let's see. He explains that when it comes to the king of Tyre, T-Y-R-E, oh, let's see, where, where was it? it? says, many people, in many see Ezekiel 28 as reaching far beyond the king of Tyre to address Satan himself. Indeed, the statements of 28 and 12 through 19 cannot be applied to any human ruler alone, especially one whom 
God had just taken pains to condemn as a mere man who had divine pretensions. The being we're introduced in these verses then is the power behind this king, be it Lucifer. So see, it segues into talking about Satan. So I just wanted to put that in there in case you know you went back and read Ezekiel and said, oh, it's not talking about Satan. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I just want I just want to make that point. Okay. Now, getting back to Genesis 4 and 16. It says, Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Verse 17, and it says, And Cain knew his wife. And Cain knew his wife. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're reading that straight up, what wife? Mm -hmm. Didn't, I mean, if really, think about it. Now, if, you, if you're talking about Adam and Eve and the two sons, one just got knocked off. Uh -huh. So, how is he going to have a wife? And see, this is a, this is one of those things that I'm talking about. Pastors, scholars, and so forth, we're never able to explain. So what do we do? We just, well, we shoot on past it. Right? We, we, we bypass it. Don't give it a, try, we try not to give it a thought. Okay? And then we say, well, it's just one of those mysteries. <laughs> Come on. Come on. When we really... Kind of, you know, when we try to open ourselves up to certain things about the Bible or questions, most of it, I would say, is in the Bible. We just have to be open to receive it. Okay? We just have to be open to receive it. Because I've even heard some people say, well, uh, <coughs> uh, he, maybe he had to get with um, his, his own mother to conceive a child. Come on, that, see, that's going way out of the lines of any way of God's will. God is not yeah. about, God is not about um, incest. Yeah. Come on. You know, we got to think about these things. Yeah. So, like I said, verse 17, And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Mm -hmm. Again, where is this wife coming from? If, if we just read straight up, where is this wife coming from? The answer is, we go back to chapter 1, verse 27. When God told those original people to be fruitful and multiply. And remember this. In God's timing, what is one day? One day is like a thousand years. How long did it take for him to create? Mm -hmm. Took him seven days in his time, but then again, his, his, really there's no time for him. Exactly. But, but in accordance to us, it's like a thousand yeah. years. So if that being, if he, if he all created male and female in chapter 1, verse 27, mm -hmm. and it's taking time, so to speak, well, now they've had time to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. Come on now. they had time to be fruitful and multiply. So therefore, when Cain got banished, there were already people out there. Mm -hmm. That's how he found the wife. Mm -hmm. The other people. Mm 
These people, and I, and I say this is my speculation, but I, 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 I'm using scripture to back it up if we just open our minds to it. These people were corrupted. When, man, when, when God said there's no man until the ground, he was making a reference to uncorrupted people. I would, you would have to think that uh, Satan corrupted these people to the point where they, I mean, they just doing all kind of stuff. You know? Just doing all kind of stuff. So, can, can I read something? Yeah, go ahead. Where you was talking about um, Cain. Mm -hmm. So, when he killed his brother Abel, uh, down in verse 13, uh, when the Lord uh, put him out, um, he asked the Lord, he said, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And I'm going to get to that part, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all, and, and me and Mama thinking it's sink you. <laughs> so... These are just things to point out, to bring up, alright? Instead of just brushing it aside and then, and then you're wondering, oh, God doesn't give us any answers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah he does. He does. In most situations, he, yeah, does, he does. does. Where was that? Okay. Um, so, here's the other question that people had, and that is where they came from. That's why we went into that. And I mentioned that, you know, some people said he had sex with his mother, and mm -hmm. no, no, that's not it. That's not it. Because that's, that goes against God's will. So, so in, in uh, verse 27, again, it says, God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female in verse, in chapter 1, verse 27. Now, Look at it, it says male and female. Keep in mind that male and female, and now let's go to chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. It says, I'll make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them, and whatever Adam called each living creature, that it was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man, and Adam, and Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Mm -hmm. Now, are you seeing the difference in chapter 1, verse 27, where it says he made male and female, yeah. or rather he said he created male and female, but in chapter 2, verse 21, he made a woman, and he made her specifically from Adam. Mm -hmm. And the same Adam, as you recall, whom he breathed into his nostrils, 
the breath of life. And I, like I said, take notice because he didn't do that in chapter 1, verse 27. And it says, and, like, and, I, and I repeat this again, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit created them. So now you ask, okay, so pointing out the difference with good thought behind it, but why? And to answer that question, is my speculation, it seemed like the pieces of the puzzle, like I've said, fit together is because of Satan. Satan is the reason of this situation. Remember, Satan had, again, I'll repeat this, that he had fallen to earth. Now, we look back at the situation, and it starts out saying the earth was uh, void, mm -hmm. okay, meaning nothingness. It was dark. Mm -hmm. What better place, what better place to send Satan? <laughs> See, this was made for Satan initially. Mm -hmm. Okay, this was made for him initially. <clears throat> and then, and, I, and my speculation, okay, I always have to preface this. My speculation, you can disagree or not, but it's my speculation that God was like, okay, I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to teach you a lesson here. I'm going to make this being called man, okay, and I'm going to do it different this time. I'm going to breathe into him. I'm going to be a part of him. I'm going to be a part of him. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to pretty the place up. I'm going to make the sky blue, the greenery, the beautiful flowers. I'm going to make all this spectacular wonders all for man. The blue waters, everything. I'm gonna make it for him. And then, you know what you're gonna be? You're gonna be in the background. And you can't and there's not a thing you can do, not unless they turn against me. And see, that was the kicker right there. I'm gonna make you regret what you did to me. And all you can do is try to persuade them. Okay? That's all you can do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this house up. Just for man, just for them. I'm gonna fix it up. Make it real nice. Cause see before then it was a garbage pit. Earth was a garbage pit. Earth was a garbage pit. That's why I was saying it was darkness. It was. Do you think that if you take the take Satan out of the equation, mm -hmm. do you think that he would just drop us in to something like that? No, he make, he had to he spruce it up for us. <laughs> New family members coming over. <laughs> family coming over. I got I got to clean the house. I got to clean this thing up. Mm -hmm. Make it for us in lieu of Satan. But somewhere along the way, like I said, it's not documented, somehow he got to them. Somehow he, he corrupted them, messed them up. But then God had to move forward on that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, let's get back to the Genesis. 
and again, I'm, 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 what I'm doing, I'm just re reiterating this stuff again. Because a lot of times, um, and I, including myself, we need to get this stuff into our system, get it into our brains, repeat it over and over. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and was out form and void. Okay? Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let them divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made a permanent <coughs> and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the permanent heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day, and I'll stop there, and I think you get the point. Okay? But once again, just in case you don't see what I'm talking about, is that Satan's banishment was to earth. Okay? His banishment was to earth. Again, it was dark and there was nothing to it at all. God had to spruce it up. God wants his creation to love him, to worship him. Mm -hmm. Amen. He wants us to come from the heart. Mm -hmm. Amen. Satan got power hungry. Satan started tripping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay? Even we, we get that way and we <laughs> you know and how dare and how dare us try to get that way. How dare us try to get that way. But we get that way. Hey, you can throw you can throw a hundred dollars at some people, all of a sudden they lose their mind. <laughs> they lose their mind. But just like I said, God had to clean it up. When I when I got new furniture for us. <laughs> Stock refrigerator full of food. Uh -huh. <laughs> Give us the whole nine yards. Okay? The earth was ours. Okay? Satan wanted to take that from us. Alright? Again, going back to verse 27. In chapter 1, after God created male and female, and hence, this, he told them to be fruitful and multiply. And this, again, would explain Cain, Cain obtaining a wife. Also, and, and this is getting to um, what Janessa said. And finally get to that. In, in Genesis 4.13, as she had read. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out of <clears throat> out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond. A vagabond is a person who wanders from place to place without a home or a job on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Again, think about it. If we just read from straight just face value, just from face value, if we're talking about just Adam and Eve, <laughs> excuse me, and now just Cain, it's supposed to be about, excuse me, it's supposed to be about three people, right? <laughs> so, 
Why is King saying that I'll be a fugitive? That that um, he fears for his life. Somebody will kill me. Mm-hmm. That somebody is the people who who were corrupted from in chapter one. Those original people. That's who he is fearing. That's who he's fearing. It says, and God responded in verse 15, saying, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, now see, even God is <coughs> agreeing to this, right? He says, Whoever kills Cain, because it's not going to be his, his father, it's not going to be his mother, because they're his parents. Then mm-hmm. he's the only son he got left. So it's not going to be them. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. God says, Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Then the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone, lest anyone, lest anyone finding him should kill him. That tells you again, there were other people. Those other people were, go back to chapter 1 again, in verse 27. Those other people that were corrupted. Again, if you're reading the Bible without pausing to stop and think along the way, then you'll get a lot of questions, like we've been doing, like we've been doing up until this point, when it comes to the, the, the creation of man, when it comes to the start. Okay? This is, this is what we've been doing, but I'm... I'm Hopefully, I'm providing that question for you because this is the revelation that, that I got from the Lord. To piece okay. these things together. <clears throat> so, again, we see God is he was in agreement with Cain. And these other people were those who God originally created. So, therefore, God did a reboot. He did a reboot. And the second time, as I said, he breathed into the creation called man. And again, he breathed into him. And he made us special. He made us even more endearing to his heart. Because he put a piece of himself into us. Amen. He put a piece Amen. of himself into us. Yeah. And yeah. here's one last thought on this. <clears throat> Is that the Garden of Eden had no protection around it, right? Up until the point of the fall. It had no protection. And there's an explanation for that. As opposed to afterwards when there were flames or um, swords protecting it, right? Uh, uh, let's see. God had with Adam and Eve a special relationship. The type of relationship that we're supposed to have right now with Him. And it was palatable. So just, just like in um, verse 8 in chapter 3 of Genesis. It says, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. So even at that that point, because they hadn't lost it right then, Mm -hmm. 
but they felt his presence. Mm -hmm. That's called that connection that they have with him. That connection. Mm -hmm. They could they could hear him walking in the, in, in the garden. Mm -hmm. That's how deep they were connected to him. Yes. In the cool of the day. So, and the thing about that, like I said, they heard him. So if you're connected to God, <clears throat> basically what I'm thinking here, there, there had to be some, uh, some sort of force field to keep out those other people. Okay? To keep out those other people. Because they were corrupted. Mm -hmm. And that, that, in other words, they, couldn't, they could not penetrate that. It's kind of like it's kind of like living in a, a gang-infested neighborhood where you live in the middle of the block and you can leave your doors open and you won't be touched. Okay, mm -hmm. think of it that way. You got all kind of stuff evil going around you, but you're in your own little spheres, your own little situation, and God is protecting you. And it's kind of like, as long as you stay with him, as long as you obey him, he got you. Mm -hmm. He got you. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm thinking Satan became coerced. And Satan, because he coerced the original people, was allowed to enter into the garden to test Adam and Eve. Okay, because, you know... We had to be tested here because the, the original people got got corrupted, right? Now mm -hmm. we're bringing this home here. Mm -hmm. They got they got corrupted, and <clears throat> and up until that point, Adam and Eve had not sinned, and they were able to communicate with the animals, right? Yeah. See, that's another thing. They were able to communi communicate with the animals. They were able to talk to the animals, mm -hmm. and the animals were able to talk back to them. Because why was not Eve surprised that a serpent was talking to her? Mm -hmm. Right? Think about that. Mm -hmm. See, that's another situation right there. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. well, what is his name in the, in the children's books? Uh, Dr. Doctor Doolittle? Talk to the animals? Mm -hmm. See, that's not far-fetched. That is not far-fetched. It's not far-fetched. Talking to the animals. See, that's what we're supposed to be able to do. Okay? But this is what sin has done to us. It has limited us. Okay? But it's you, limited us. But you also got to think, too, back what you said earlier, that um, God told him to name each right. of the animals, mm -hmm. um, and he named them, and they understood it. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you. Who they were. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> And just like God is creative, and I also wanted to point this out, God is creative, and he put that creative, creativeness in us. Mm -hmm. We are to create. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's why we should not say, oh, I don't have any talent. Oh, yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. You do. You do have talent. Mm -hmm. He put talent in all of us. Yes, he did. Okay? So never say you don't have anything, because you do. You do. But anyway, let me, let me go on here. So... He was, Satan was sent to us to test us. And 
Once again, he was able to sway us into sin. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. He was able to sway us into sin. But, but, this time, this time, he was in the form of Jesus. I'm talking about man. Mm -hmm. This time, God had a, had a contingency plan. <laughs> okay? His contingency plan, I jumped ahead of myself on that. His contingency plan was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Yeah. is our way out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus yeah. is our way maker. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus is the one who bared all those sins, mm -hmm. took it all in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus in the form of man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rewrote the situation. Amen. Jesus is the Come one on. who beat down Satan mm -hmm. at his own game. Yes. Jesus yeah. is the one. Mm -hmm. Jesus. God said, okay, I don't have enough of you. <laughs> I, I have enough of you. Okay, you want to, because I'm going to keep man. I'm not going to get rid of him. You may want me to get rid of him. I'm going to keep him. But it still has to be under my sovereignty, under my situation, mm -hmm. under my rule, under the ways that I perform. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have a man, in the name of Jesus, come and do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Do it the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And nothing you can do about it, Satan. And he didn't say, what did Satan do? He tried to, he tried to corrupt him. Mm -hmm. He tried to corrupt, uh, corrupt Christ. Yes. Didn't work. Didn't work this time. Didn't work. Did not work. Did not work. So, that, is, that was God's contingency plan. Jesus. So, in lieu of that, in the midst of that, all we got to do for the unsaved is come to him. To accept him as Lord and Savior. To believe that he died and rose on the third day. That's all, you know, he made it simple for us. But yet, we still want to go through hoops and, and, and special events and whatnot. And, you know, we want to we make things harder on ourselves. Yes. And Jesus, and Jesus simplified it for us. But... That's what I have on this, the other people, the Adam and Eve, and, <coughs> excuse me, like I said, you may, you can be, you're, you're allowed to disagree on it, but I feel that this is what God showed me, putting the pieces of the word together on this, enlightening ourselves, having a renewed mind. That if anybody come and ask you that that question, now you know how to answer them. Mm -hmm. Enough said. <laughs>